Good morning. It's Tuesday, January 17th. Benjamin Franklin Day. Benny Franks. Here's something I learned today. Ben Franklin submitted essays and commentary to the weekly newspaper that his brother founded, called the England Current, under the fake name Silence Duguid. Duguid was a fictitious widow who wrote about everything from fashion to ladies' rights. And why did he do this? Because he was turned down multiple times when he submitted writing under his own name. And now, the news. We start with a pretty horrific story out of Central California, where six people, including a 17-year-old mother and her six-month-old baby, were killed in a shooting at their home. The original call to police came in at 3.30 in the morning, and because of the number of rounds shot, it was originally reported as an active shooter. This is breaking news, and police are looking for two suspects now. Here's hoping that by the time you hear this, they will have been caught. Police believe this was a targeted attack with gang connections, and last week, police actually carried out a narcotics-related search warrant at the House. And then, of course, to the White House, where Biden's confidential paper hoarding is turning into a real headache. Because, as I mentioned last week, some of the papers that were found were found in his personal home in Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, North Carolina is where future President Brooke Davis lives. I always get that confused. Anyway, just like every other president in history, Biden's Delaware home is private, so there are no logs which is a bummer for House Republicans who want every single piece of information related to what these documents are and how they made it to his house. And like, fine, this should be investigated. But when you don't ask these same questions about Trump and the hundreds of papers that he took home, stored in different places, and lied about returning, it's frustrating. You know, like I'm frustrated. And this makes big mad Republicans look like little baby snowflakes. And that's not frustrating. That's fine. But everything else about this is frustrating. So I, whatever. I'm not saying don't investigate this. I'm just saying, as I've been saying, these two things are not the same. Anyway, over the weekend, the White House announced that it found five more pages of classified documents, bringing the total number of documents up to 20. Also over the weekend, former America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, was on his Sunday radio show called, quote, Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria Ryan which this story is how I found out that that radio show exists. So bummer for all. Uh, so Giuliani was on his radio show and recounted the time that Trump told him, told Rudy Giuliani to take top secret documents home with him. So, you know, let that sink in. Giuliani was vetting some folks, including going over tax documents. And Trump said, hey, man, just take those documents home. It's fine. I'm not sure why this isn't being covered more broadly, um, probably because it happened on Sunday. And as I'm recording this, it's Monday, still technically a holiday, but that is something that Giuliani says happened. He also says that he never did it or got caught. So I'm not sure if he thinks that not getting caught is the same thing as not doing it, but uh, that is what he said. Listen, I'm tired of talking about George Santos also, but here we are. Over the weekend, we learned that international embarrassment George Santos has ties to a Russian oligarch. This includes a max donation of $5,800 to his campaign, tens of thousands of dollars to different committees that he's linked to, and an SEC filing that suggests he may have had a business connection with this man, Andrew Trader, who is a former Trump confidant and cousin of a sanctioned oligarch. Not great. Especially because Santos worked for a group called Harbor City, which was accused of running a Ponzi scheme. And who put money into Harbor City? In Trader. He did it through a company called Columbus Nova, as well as his own company, which is based out of Mississippi. That Mississippi company donated $625,000 into Harbor City. 
it's a mess. But I mentioned the nitty gritty because I'm not just talking about like a few hundred bucks here and there. I'm saying per this bombshell reporting from the Washington Post that Intrader poured a lot of money into Santos politically and professionally. And while Intrader is a U.S. citizen, that company, Columbus Nova, has a lot of financial ties to his oligarch cousin, going back to as recently as 2018. Close enough that even though neither he nor his cousin were actually accused of any wrongdoing, the interactions that Intrader and his cousin had with Michael Cohen were part of the Mueller investigation. So just something to put on your radar as far as how Georgie Santos is fitting into Congress. Sounds like, so far, probably just fine with a few Republicans. At least 40 people are dead in Ukraine after Russian forces attacked a nine-story apartment building in Dnipro. It is one of the deadliest attacks in Ukraine since Russia invaded last year. As of this recording, at least 75 people are wounded and 34 remain unaccounted for. The attack renewed calls for Moscow to be charged with war crimes, and in an address to Ukrainian citizens, President Zelensky said it would be critical to punish people who push forward the Russian propaganda machine as well. He then switched to Russian and added, quote, Your cowardly silence, your attempt to wait out what is happening, will only end with those same terrorists coming after you one day. Surgeons have removed two cancerous lesions from First Lady Dr. Biden's eye and chest, leaving a third until after examination. The lesions were confirmed to be basal cell carcinoma, the most common type of skin cancer. It is also the most curable. So I have three hopes here. First and foremost, that she stays healthy and complication-free, as is usually the case with this type of skin cancer. Second, that this reminds people who don't regularly see a dermatologist for checks to do so. Do all your cancer checks. Do them often. And you know what? Make them free. Which brings me to my third hope, which is that Dr. Biden can help lead the charge in making things like free early detection and radical, unapologetic research in the field. Because we can cure cancer. We just need to actually do it. And that starts with companies making more money from curing cancer than treating it. And that's it. That's the news. I'm proud of Ben Franklin for figuring out what not enough men have yet, which is that if at first you don't succeed, it's probably because a woman could do a better job. But more than that, more than tootsieing yourself instead of just hiring a woman that's more qualified for the job, I'm proud of you.